Thank you once again for joining our broadcast. What a joy it is to share the Word with you today. We're continuing our study on the prayer petition. And audience, thank you for being here. You have certainly helped me bring this out, praise God. And I trust all of you that have been watching that you have learned some powerful truths about how to develop and build an accurate prayer life. Once again, we're talking about the prayer petition. Now, I want to make this promise to you on the session today, and that is this. When you learn how to construct, prepare, and pray the prayer petition, your prayer life is never going to be the same. I'm going to make that promise again. When you learn how to construct, prepare, and pray the prayer petition, then your prayer life is never going to be the same again. I know because that's what happened to me over 45 years ago. My prayer life changed immediately, and praise God, it has been a very positive thing, a very exciting thing since that very moment. Now, let's lay the foundation once again for the prayer petition, and that is this. The prayer of petition is always supported by the known will of God. Now, I'd like to add this statement to that. Since it's being supported by the known will of God, then it's also being supported by evidence and facts based upon the Word of God. Amen. It's based on evidence and facts according to the Word of God. Now, in Ephesians chapter 6, we learned on our last broadcast that there are various kinds of prayer. Paul talks about in verse 17 and 18 that we are to pray always with all prayer. Another translation says all manner of prayer. I believe it's the New International Version that says with all kinds of prayer. So that tells us that there are different kinds of prayer. And we're talking about in particular the prayer petition. But I did promise you uh, a couple of sessions back that we would go over briefly the different kinds of prayer, just so that you will know what they are from the Word of God. So once again, the different kinds of prayer. Number one, the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. I'm going to talk about each one of them in a few moments, but I want to give you the list first of all. Number one is the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. Number two, the prayer of dedication and worship. And then number three, the prayer that changes things, which includes the prayer petition. So number one, the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. Number two, the prayer of dedication and worship. And number three, the prayer that changes things, which includes the prayer of petition. Now, before we get into the description of each one of them, let's mention this, that you should know. There are, from the Word of God, three major spiritual weapons that we should use in prayer. Number one, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus carries power in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. Never forget that everything is subject to His name. Number two, the Word of God. Paul mentioned that in Ephesians 6. And praying, take the sword of the Spirit and praying. So the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, we need to know what the Word says and make it that part of our, a vital part of our prayer life. So, the first weapon that we use in prayer is the name of Jesus. All demonic activity, all of Satan and his cohorts are subject to the name of Jesus. Yes. Number two, the Word of God. When you know what the Word says and you include it in your prayer, then you have complete confidence 
in God hearing you and complete confidence in Him fulfilling your request. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11 says that His Word does not return unto Him void. And then number three, the Holy Spirit. I like to say that the Holy Spirit is God's muscle. He's the one who makes things happen. He's the one that backs the Word with His power. He's the one that brings or causes God's Word to come to pass. So once again, the three major spiritual weapons. Remember the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 10, verse 5, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. What are those weapons? Number one, the name of Jesus. Number two, the Word of God. And number three, the Holy Spirit. Learn to apply these weapons in your prayer life. Now, let's talk about the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. That's where you thank God. It's, it's not asking God for anything. See, get out of your thinking that prayer always means asking God for something. Amen. Prayer is communication. Yes. It, it's conversation with God, yes, which means He should be able to talk too. Yeah, Amen. Good. Amen. 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 I mean, you know, when you're carrying on a conversation with someone, don't they get the right to talk back? Yes. Don't they get the right to, to you know, say something? You know, a lot of people go to prayer they think it's prayer and it's all them. All it is is them doing all the talking. That doesn't make good sense. You're praying or talking to someone who knows all and the person who's talking knows very little. Why wouldn't you let the person who knows all do some talking? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Amen. So the prayer of thanksgiving and praise, you're not asking for anything. There are times when you just need to go to God and say, Father, I just wanted to visit with you today, not ask you for anything. I may have some needs. We'll deal with that later. But right now, this is just a time of praise and thanksgiving. I just want to thank you for who you are. I just want to thank you for what you've done in my life. And Lord, I want to thank you for what I believe you're about to do. Praise God. Yes, yes. Amen. God loves praise and thanksgiving. Yes, All human beings love praise and thanksgiving. People like to know that, that they're appreciated. Amen. People like to know that, that uh, people uh, have an attitude of gratitude for what they've done to them and for them. I mean, everybody likes that. You know, I, I'm, I'm a giver. I love to give. I live to give. And, but at the same time, I, I'd appreciate a thank you. I mean, that's the least a person could do is, is, you know, when you bless them, when you help meet a need in their life, the least they could do is say thank you. You know, they don't have to tell me thank you for the rest of my life or their life, but I, I certainly appreciate it when the act is done, you know. Uh, thank you, you know, and not just, hmm, is that the best you can do? And I've had people do that. People got mad, actually got mad at me. I'll never forget the days, the longest day I live. Uh, a woman and her daughter and they, the, the woman, she was probably in her 60s at the time. Her daughter was in her 40s. And they had a desperate need in their life. And they asked if I could help. Well, what they didn't realize, that very same day, I had five people ask me for help. And I had just enough money to help all five, but I couldn't meet the full need of all five. I had enough where I could make a dent in that need. So I chose to distribute it to five different people and help meet a need in five different families. The mother and her daughter got so mad at me when they found out I gave some of the money to somebody else. Why didn't they meet 
with what I gave, it could have met their full need. They didn't want me dividing it up and help somebody else. I didn't tell them what I had. They found out on their own. Come to me so mad. You had enough money to meet our need, and instead you chose to help other people. You don't practice what you preach. <laughs> but I thought, how ungrateful, you know, she, how selfish too, that, you know, rather than me help five families, just do it all for this one family. I thought that was very selfish on their part. The prayer of thanksgiving and praise, it's where you're thanking God for who he is. You're thanking God for what he's done. You're thanking God for what you believe he's about to do. I personally believe that thanks, the prayer of thanksgiving and praise is one of the greatest expressions of faith. Yes. Amen? Amen? God appreciates an attitude of gratitude. Yes. Amen. The prayer of dedication we mentioned earlier is where you're dedicating or committing yourself to whatever God desires for you to do in your life. It's the only prayer, once again, where it is appropriate to pray if it be thy will. What you're saying to God is this, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. I'm willing to go wherever you want me to go. I'm just not sure what that, that plan is. But whatever it is, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to carry it out. That's the prayer of dedication. Okay? It's the kind of prayer that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Luke chapter 22 and verse 42. Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. In other words, Lord, if, if we've got some options here, you know, let me know what they are. However, not my will, but your will be done. That's the prayer of dedication and worship. So once again, uh, the prayer of petition, which comes under the category of prayer that changes things. And notice I said prayer that changes things. I didn't say prayer that changes God. Oh, That's good. Amen. Yeah. You're not going to change God. That's right. Amen. It's the prayer that changes things, not changes God. So the prayer that changes things, one of those types of prayer is the prayer of petition. But once again, the cardinal rule for the prayer petition, it can only be prayed with the known will of God, you know, up front. You already know what the will of God is, so you're not going to pray in this prayer if it be thy will. So that, once again, requires research. Research in the Word. Find out what His Word says, and then construct the prayer. Now, let me give you some definitions here where petition is concerned. Um, the Noah Webster 1828 edition dictionary gives these definitions. Number one, it is a request. It is a formal supplication. It is a prayer addressed to a person or to a supreme being for something needed or desired. Number two, it is a formal request, verbal or written. Verbal or written. Number three, it is a paper containing a solicitation. Number four, it is making a request to a superior for some favor or privilege. Hallelujah. I like that. Amen. Now, once again, notice it said a formal request, either verbal or written. Personally, I like writing it out. 
Why? Because I have found that by researching the scriptures and then taking the time to write them, construct this prayer based on those scriptures, it's tremendously inspiring to my faith. You know, when, particularly when you're first learning and you're not sure what the word says and, and you, you, and, and remember the prayer petition always deals with specific things. It's not a general prayer. So here, when you're first starting out and you're not real sure, like in those early days, uh, you know, I've, I found out by stripes I'm healed. And it seemed like in those early days, man, I just got a revelation of that. And I started learning how to walk in divine health. And, and even when attacks came, they didn't last all day. Before I learned these things, I might be sick for days or even weeks. But now that I've learned these things, even though the attacks still came, they didn't last all day most of the time. And so I'm learning how to walk in health. But I was really struggling with finances because I'd shut my business down. I had all these debts in my business. I had personal debts. And, and I really don't know uh, all there is to know about God's will for financial blessing. I didn't know. I, I knew, I heard Brother Copeland give that scripture, Philippians 4:19. My God shall supply all your need. But I knew there had to be more. In fact, I learned later there were more scriptures about finances in the Bible than there were about salvation not meaning that that's more important, but God knows human nature. And, you know, it uh, seemed like we get a hold of salvation pretty quick, but finances, that takes a little while, you know? And so there are a lot of verses in the Bible regarding finances. And so I got that concordance. I heard about the Strong's concordance. Man, that was one of the best investments I'd ever made in my life. And I went through that Strong's concordance looking under prosperity or money or finances every scripture I could find. And I would write them all out. And then I'd take what I'd written out, sometimes pages and pages on a legal pad, you know. And, and then I would look at all of them and I'd take the ones that seemed to be most fitting to my need and I would include them in my prayer that I would write out. Then when I was satisfied that I had it the way I wanted it, then I'd type it out like I told you earlier. And then I'd make a copy for my wife and myself and we'd come together and we'd read that and pray it, sign our names to it, date it, carry it around with us, and, and many times pull it out of my notebook, and I'd say, Father, I just want you to know, I believe I receive. I thank you that this petition is met, that I have the petitions I've desired of you. And once again, if the devil come along and said, it's never going to work, waste of time, you did all that research for nothing. I just take it out and say, Satan, you're a liar. The truth is not in you. Right. It is written. Hallelujah. Right. Amen. 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 And when, you know, when you get results the first time, it has a powerful impact on you. Yes, sir. Yes. I, I remember the first petition and I wrote it out and it concerned, uh, it, it was concerning the debts I still owed in my business. And I totaled up all the debts that I had in my business. Jerry's paint and body shop in those days. And I, I, in that prayer, I said, now, Father, here's why I am petitioning you for this money. Here's what I need. And I listed, uh, you know, the glass companies, the parts companies, uh, all the people that I still owed for money, uh, for parts and things that I'd purchased while I had that shop. 
And then I totaled it. And I said, now, Father, here's what I believe I received, this amount. And I've written that all in my prayer petition. And then after we prayed it, believed we received it, sowed seed toward it, sowed seed toward it. There's no such thing as a financial harvest without first sowing a financial seed. So whatever seed I had, and I even put that in my petition. Father, I remember one time I had $3. That's all I had to my name. I said, Father, all I have is $3. And since it doesn't meet my need, that is now my seed. And I'm sowing it toward the fulfillment of this financial harvest. And I sowed that $3 into whoever it was God impressed me to sow it into. And we believed God. And God began to work in miraculous ways. Sometimes God would use a person. Somebody would say, God spoke to me and told me I'm supposed to give you this. Not all the time, but sometimes. Sometimes it came in the form of somebody would say, Jerry, can you work on my car? And I'd pay a bill with it. And I remember us checking off each one of those. And then the, I remember we got down to one left, one one bill I still owed when I moved to Fort Worth, Texas. Now that means it's been over a year since I shut my business down. And I'd paid every debt off except one. And it seemed like this last one is like the devil, you know, just, just to <laughs> harass me. You know what I mean? And I remember when we moved over here, I sat down and I wrote another petition out but it was not asking God for that. I found all the scriptures I could find on thanksgiving and praise. And I wrote in that petition, Father, I thank you. I remember the, I remember the figure just like it was yesterday. $274.50 was the last amount I owed. Now this is 1970. And I'm working for Kenneth Copeland and he's paying me $80 a week. Now $274 or $94.50 was a lot of money. When I went to work with Brother Copeland, his opening remarks to me when I walked in his little tiny office on Berry Street, Jerry, I know it's the will of God for you to be here. In the natural, I can't afford you, but I know it's God's will. If you ever get paid, it'll be because you use your faith. I can start you at $80, $80 a month, uh, $80 a week, rather, and you have to believe God for that. I thought, good to see you too, Brother Copeland, you know. <laughs> That was, my, that was his opening remarks to me. But you know what? It inspired me. It challenged me. Yeah. Now, $80 a week. I hadn't made $80 a week since I was about 16 years old. Here I am, a grown man, a former business owner. That's all he could afford because his ministry was in an infant stage. But, hey, I needed my $80 a week. I believe God, I mean, for that $80. So you can imagine what $294.50 was like when your total income is what, $320 a month? And they're taking taxes out of that? So this is, this is going to be miraculous. Would you agree? Yes, sir. So I wrote all the scriptures I could find on Thanksgiving and praise. I didn't ask God for it again because I asked for it in that petition a year earlier. And he'd met every one of those and we're down to this last one. And I'd hold up that petition. I'd say, Father, I thank you. And I'd read all those scriptures on Thanksgiving and praise. And I'll never forget the day that somebody came up to me at Grace Temple. A member of Grace Temple came up to me. It didn't happen at Grace Temple, but 
we were going to Grace Temple, and a member there came up to me, a, a man who owned a business here in town, and said, Jerry, I was praying, and your name kept coming up in my prayer time yesterday, and the Lord told me to give you $300. I thought, he's the God that does exceedingly, abundantly. I only needed $294.50, and praise God, I got $5.50 left over, praise the Lord. Amen. He met that need. Now, folks, when things like that happen, it marks you. It marks you for the rest of your life. So why not pray like this every time something looks impossible? Can you say amen? amen? So I'm going to say it again. When you have researched the scriptures and you found out what the word says about your specific need and you have written it out in the form of a petition, then there comes this boldness and this confidence that when you pray it, that God hears you. And you know because he hears you that you have the petitions you've desired of him. Can you say amen? amen. David said in Psalm 20, in verses 1 through 5, the Lord fulfill all thy petitions. He also says in that same chapter, and remember your offerings. Oh, I got a revelation there that God never forgets a seed sown. Amen. God never forgets a seed sown. He remembers your offerings. He, he never forgets a seed sown and he promises to fulfill all your petitions. David went on to say in verses six through nine, now I know that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven and with his saving strength, he will rescue me or deliver me. So David is confident that when he makes a petition before God, that God will hear him and God will meet that need. Can you say amen? amen. You say, now brother Jerry, are there examples of written petitions in the Bible? Oh yes. Yes. Ephesians, Galatians, Ephesians, uh, Philippians. Paul says, I make mention of you in my prayers. Then he wrote out what he prayed for. Yes, that's right. Amen. That's right. I make mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. What is that? A written petition. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Oh, yes, there are examples there. In fact, sometimes I, I just use Paul's petitions yes, and, and, and include them in my petition yes, and, and expect God to honor them in my behalf as he did in Paul's behalf. Amen. So this is a powerful way to pray. Yes, but once again, it requires some research. It requires some preparation. It, requir it requires, if you're going to write it, to take the time to do that. And then when you and your spouse come together, if that's the case, when you present that petition before God and you say amen, so be it. Sign your name to it as a point of contact to release your faith and then carry that around with you expecting God heard me and God grants my petitions. And just watch what God will do. Amen? Praise God. I want to encourage you to learn how to do this you can do it by ordering my book. There's samples of it at the end of every chapter. I'll talk about that a little more. But I want to encourage you, learn how to do this because it will change your prayer life forever. I'll be back in just a moment. Years ago, the Lord instructed Jerry Savelle to make an impact on the kingdom of God in Africa. 
As a friend and partner of Jerry Savelle Ministries, you've provided vital Bible school training to over 5,000 pastors and ministry leaders over the last 10 years. The hope and truth found in God's Word is needed now more than ever. Thank you for your faithful support of our worldwide outreaches. You're making a difference. Prayer. Prayer is a powerful weapon against the true adversaries of God's people, principalities, powers, wickedness, addiction, abuse, poverty, and bondage. You can take these forces to battle with the prayer of petition. When God's people pray, they want answers. You can learn how to pray both effectively and humbly in a way that gets results and aligns with God's will. The Prayer of Petition curriculum is a powerful resource containing 45 years of insight and revelation from Jerry Savelle, including the revolutionary book, Prayer of Petition, a comprehensive study guide, and 11 teaching sessions on both DVD and CD. It's the perfect resource for you, your group, or Sunday school to take your prayer lives to the next level. The Prayer of Petition is known throughout Christian history as the prayer that gets results, and the curriculum guides the study of the powerful prayer in detail exploring both the many examples found in God's Word and more recent instances and miracles. Learn the biblical definitions of petition and supplication and examine the key components of preparation, thanksgiving, and humility. Grow your confidence that the ruler of all will prevail and learn to rest in His promises. The Prayer of Petition is a curriculum for you. Experience a more powerful prayer life for you and your group. Call and request or go to jerrysavelle.org to receive the Prayer of Petition book, study guide, and 11 teachings on DVD and CD. Start praying effectively today. And I'm so excited to bring you these lessons each week, particularly on this subject, the Prayer of Petition. You know, many, many years ago, the Lord began to teach me on this revelation, and I have been getting results in my prayer life ever since. And God's no respecter of persons. If you learn how to pray the Word of God, make God's Word His part of your prayer life, your prayer life is going to change tremendously. We put together a special curriculum. This, it contains my book on the prayer petition, and then also the study guide. It takes the key points from the book, and then also at the end of each chapter, ask questions so that you know that you studied the book, and then once again, this is how you get it deep down on the inside of you. It becomes revelation. Not just reading a book, but it becomes revelation, and nobody can take it away from you. And then right along with that, there are the CDs and also the DVDs where I taught this in our studio. I want to encourage you to place your order for the entire curriculum. Now, you can get the book separately and also the study guide separately, but I want to encourage you to order the entire series. If you listen to it and you watch it, you see your eyes and your ears are the gateways to your heart. So watch it and listen to it. And I'm telling you, it'll change your life forever. Now, I want to encourage you that have Bible study groups, order this curriculum. If you have a home study group, order this curriculum. You can all study it together and it will become a great, great lesson for you. And once again, it'll change your prayer life tremendously. So let me encourage you to join me again next week. It's always a pleasure to bring these broadcasts to you. I look forward to seeing you then. And remember, your faith will overcome the world. Next week, Jesus uh, expected the Father to talk to him. He expected the Father to show him what to do. 
And he said, I don't do anything on my own. I wait until I hear what my father has to say. That's a good way to live. Wait until you hear what your father has to say. 